Okay, we begin, Baruch Hashem, we are blessed to begin another day. The gift of today is the gift of life. We are blessed to remind ourselves what life is about, to remind ourselves what we want to be, to remind ourselves of what we're put in this world for. What is our obligation? And why, as the Ramchal says in Parak Aleph, that a person, his, his uh, avoda is to constantly, his work, his focus needs to be clarified. And, and every day, what it is that I need to do. There is every day that a person wakes up, a person goes to sleep the night before, for a person to really... Uh, recognize as the tzaddikim tell us that a day is a microcosm of your life when you're born when you're born chadashim labkarim rabba munasecha is that you're new every person is new is that every morning we're new and when we go to sleep it's a, it's a 60th as the Gemara says it's a main it's a main of death it's a main of death because that's really what a person's life is. What is a person's life? Right? It's called Arichas Yamin. Right? It's not called Arichas Shanim. Avada also, Arichas Yamin Vishanim. But the avoda of a person is to really have long days and to make the most. Avraham Vesara Zakanim Boim Bayamim is that you live every day. That's what life is. Life is a compilation of, of a person's days, making the best out of our days. And the avoda is that we need constant reminder, as, as the Ramchal says in the beginning. He says, He says, That a person has to constantly remind himself, I don't want to speak Lashon Hara, I want to love Jews, I want to connect to Hashem, I want to connect to myself, I want to work on myself. It's not something that, that uh, even though we say it in the quote, but the quote is just a, a cute way of bringing out the point of, uh, motivation doesn't last. Clarity of life doesn't last. Not speaking Lush and Hara doesn't last. Um, all these things don't last. Neither does bathing, and that's why we recommend it daily. Because daily we have to remind ourselves uh, that my wife, right, to keep the main thing the main thing, right? The, to, to, to my wife is the most important. My children, my family, my self-healing, uh, my self-discovery, myself understanding the, the, the purpose of this world because otherwise what happens is the natural flow of the world is going to push us against that. It's going to push us against what true happiness is, what true connection is, what true everything is. And our avoda, when I say the word our avoda, it's like our responsibility or our, or our blessing, our gift of life is that we're able to do that. And... and and that's why we're here. That's, that's what we want to do. That's why we want to start. We'll do some Hilchus Lashon Hara. If someone wants to make a, a comment, please do. But the reason we want to speak Lashon Hara is because, because uh, I was recently with, with, um, with some, some, uh, uh, some Chashava Chevra, and we were just in a, in a place schmoozing a little bit. And after we were together for uh, some time, we said, Baruch Hashem, we did, we did some Hilchus Lashon Hara because we ate together. Uh, and then I just said, I said, Baruch Hashem, like, if you're, 
if you're in the right place with the right people, you don't even have to ha worry about speaking Lashon Hara. It's not the, that's, that's where you want it to be. You don't want it to be like, oh, I'm going to have to kovish myself for the Yitzhah. Okay, so for Lashon Hara. Sometimes we do. But you want to be hanging around people. You want the energy of wherever you are. You want the situation. You want yourself to bring to whatever you're bringing to the table to be a, a, a makom of love and, and acceptance. Why am I talking about anybody else? There's enough to talk there's enough to talk over here. And if we talk about somebody else, it's only to give compliments and only to say wonderful things. Avada, you have to be careful with that. When you're overly praising someone, uh, you're overly praising someone in front of someone's enemy, Right, that the Chavetz Chaim says, if you know someone doesn't like someone, you have to be careful with that as well, even to give compliments to someone in the presence of someone who doesn't like him, because then he'll say, oh, I don't like him, or he'll awaken certain negative feelings. But, but usually if you're hanging out with your wife and your children, your family, your friends, right, it's all about, it's all about positivity and love and growth and change and seeing the good in other people. And is that attainable? Absolutely it's attainable. Does it need work to get there? It, it, it absolutely needs work to get there. But as we say, right? Man as the Medrash says, man man Who wants life? Who wants life? Twice. Twice. Life number one for this world and life number two for the next world. So not only do you enjoy your life here, you enjoy your life in the world to come. Okay. Question, comments, and then we'll do a halacha. Thank you, Shua, for this. Question, comments, please. Okay. We sure? Pretty what? Pretty clear. Pretty clear. The main thing, the main thing. Correct. Very good. Which that could also be the main thing, because that's, right, the main thing to keep the main thing is the main thing could be that that's the main thing. You caught what I'm saying? It's a good one. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's the main thing. Right? Which is really the main thing. That's the first the main thing. But it's true, because you, we get distracted. We get so distracted, and then, you're, then life just floats away. Okay. So let's, uh, let's continue keeping the main thing the main thing. Let's learn some Hilchus Lashnara or some comments. Anybody have a comment? Question? Ha'ara, nothing, anything, okay? The fact that one, here we go, we're in Learn Hilchus Lashnara in just three minutes a day. We are on page 49. Um, um, here we go. The fact that one, here we go, the fact that one would have said Lashnara in front of the subject does not create any leniency in the prohibition of Sikh Sometimes people will say, oh, I'm going to talk bad about this guy, but I would say it even in front of him. Sometimes people say that. Oh, I want to tell you about this guy, but, but the reason it's not Lashnara is because I would say it if he were right here. Okay, that doesn't mean that that's not Lashnara. In fact, one who speaks Lashnara in the presence of somebody, there's an additional, additional, um, additional um, prohibition, and that is causing shame in front of others. So you're not allowed to shame somebody. And a lot of times that happens that people make jokes, and they think that it's okay to make jokes, and you're, yo, we're buddies. I spoke to someone yesterday. He was, he was making fun of someone, a great guy. He was making fun of a guy, right, 
uh, telling him he's got to lose some weight. Uh, yeah, you got to lose. There were like a few, few people, uh, yeah, you could lose weight. Everyone's laughing. And I told him afterwards. I call, called him to the side afterwards. I said, I just want to tell you, you're, you're not allowed to do that. So he was like, okay, thank you. But I'm saying he didn't mean it in a bad way, but he's saying, yeah, yeah, nah. you know, Megan, what do you mean? We, we, we've known each other for 30 years. So what? It doesn't matter. You can't in public say something to someone. You could, you could shame that person. Everyone laughs. What else is the guy going to do? Start crying and say, please don't do that to me. He's not going to do that. Of course, he's going to laugh. You're going to laugh. You feel uncomfortable. You say, you, say you, you insult someone publicly, even if it's doing, even if you're doing it as a, as for real, as, as a joke. One cannot justify Lashonara by thinking, I would say it in front of them, as we have seen, this would actually be a greater Avera. Okay. It is worth mentioning, we'll do this halacha, it is worth mentioning that a neutral statement that can be interpreted either as harmless or derogatorily is permitted if one would say it in front of the subject. This is a very interesting halacha, is that if, you, if it could be interpreted in different ways, then, right, if someone, what was the example we had in purity of speech? One of the examples over there was, yeah, um, she's always in the kitchen, right? My mother's always in the kitchen cooking. Or my neighbor, right, she's always in the kitchen cooking. So that could be uh, t- taken in two ways. Either, well, obviously, it's the way your tone, you say it. She's always in the kitchen cooking. Either that means, wow, she's an incredible hostess and she does a lot of chesed. Or you're saying it in a negative way. She's always in the kitchen cooking. She's never available, I don't know, for her children, whatever you, whatever you would say. So if this can be interpreted in two different ways, then you're allowed to say it in front of the subject. Why? Because we assume if you're saying it in front of the person, then you're saying it positive. However, the Chavz Chaim says that one needs to be careful before relaying this, relying on this practice, since it's natural for people to interpret statements negatively. Interesting. I don't remember that impurity of speech, but he says it over here, you still have to be careful because naturally people interpret things negatively. Moreover, one's tone, that's what I was saying before, and manner of speech can also indicate that a statement is derogatory. It's difficult to ensure that the statement will be understood the right way. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, question, comments, please. Thank you, Shua. Yes, Reb Zev. Thank you. Not in front of not. That what? No, not if you say she's a good cook or a good hostess. If you say something that could be interpreted either negatively or positively, if the person would be there, would you say it? And if you would say it, even though the Chavetz Chaim is saying, even if you would say it, you still have to be careful because people can interpret it. Even if you meant it in a positive way, you still have to be careful. And I just want to say, I just want to say when it comes to, this is very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous for everybody to know when it comes to communicating through WhatsApp. It is very, very dangerous because there you don't have tone. So you don't know. You might be saying it nicely, and it's read harshly. You might be saying it positively, and it's read negatively. So when it comes to WhatsApping and texting, you have to be extra, extra careful. Voice notes are better, correct. Beautiful. Okay.
Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha. Yes, Ravillo. Does the have to be in front of the person or that you would have said this sentence I hear. Right, right. So I don't know how he says it, but right. I think it's if you would say it in front of that person and you would say it anyway, then, then, then I think that's how you judge it. I think so. I think so. Let me see. Let me see how he says it. I think, I think that's how he said it. Either if you would. One second. If one would say it in front of the subject, if one would say it, okay, we'll have to look it up in the Chavetz Chaim. Yeah, we'll look it up, and I think that's the that's the litmus test. Oh, great to see you. Great to see you. Okay, Gavaldik. Okay, let us begin. Let us begin um, as we started off. Um, we're going to start off with Parak Aleph, um, just to, to, to start with a, um, to have a, a forum to begin the first, the first little bit, as the Ramchal says in Parak Aleph, the famous words that are actually on the kever of the Ramchal in, in Tveria, where it says, Yesoda Chasidus V'Shorosh Avoda Hatu, actually it doesn't say this, it actually says, Lisane Gal Hashem, it says the next part. But he says, You have to clarify and make true to yourself what it is you are here. Everyone was medayik. Now it's even more popular. I, I never heard this when I was growing up. And now like everyone says it's Pashup Shat. I'm not sure if this is Pashup Shat. But everybody says, And not Is that it's specific to your, to your life, what your responsibility, what you feel your responsibility, Ba'olamo, is in your world. What is the responsibility in your world? Which means your parents, your situation, your um, family, your spouse, your challenge, whatever it might be. Right? A person needs to understand what his macro is, what his micro is, Macro means what are your big goals? A lot of people sometimes make goals that are very vague goals. They say vague goals create vague results, right? And sometimes when you make a goal that is not able to be measured, it's very hard. A person can say, my goal is, right? A person can say, my goal is I want to be a good husband. How do you measure being a good husband? I want to be a good son. How do you measure being a good son, right? I want to be someone who uh, is close to Hashem. How do you measure being close to Hashem? So those are great macro goals, but it's very, very important to make micro goals um, and, and more clear goals to say, okay, my goal is to call my mother uh, every you know, day or every other day or every Arab Shabbos and speak to her or listen to her for 10, 15 minutes. My goal is to learn more Torah. My goal is when I daven to imagine that Hashem, the first bracha of Shemun Esrei, I want to imagine that I'm standing in front of Hashem, Shavisi Hashem, Lenegdi Samid, whatever it is. It's very important to concretize um, goals. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity. Uh, we don't have that much time. Uh, Baruch Hashem, we're on a new schedule. Mir Hashem, we'll, 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 we'll figure stuff out with that. But I just want to say that... Um, 
just to give um, uh, honor and to to welcome, you know, and, I, and I'm not just saying this, um, uh, Mr. Lichtenstadter, just because you're you're uh, just, just because you're here. I'm not I'm not going I'm not flattering your son, which is an issue. You're not allowed to just flatter someone, uh, but I'm sharing um, that everything in this year that we speak about um, uh, is something that, that your son, that Yossi, lives by. Um, I think he lived by it before he even came to yeshiva. Um, Baruch Hashem. Um, Yossi is a person who, who works on himself like, like, like no other. Yossi is a person who has tremendous midas. Yossi is a person who has come to this yeshiva and has only brought um, blessing and light and, and love and working on himself and, and ahava and achtos and he's a real leader in, in the sense besides I, I never saw him on the court everyone tells me about his best, his, uh, his moves on the court but like I say many times um, you know you are who you are wherever you are so I wouldn't be I, I'm not surprised if how he is on the court because I know how he is everywhere else so it would be the same. So it's an honor to have you here. You should have a lot of nachas from, from Yassi. Uh, you should have a, a lot of nachas from all your children. And thank you, Ashrei Aviv, as the Gemara says, fortunate is a father when you see a son who is who's a nice guy who represents the Jews. Yassi represents the Jewish people in a very, very good way. We need, we need, uh, we need a lot of people to represent we, that's what the Jewish people, that's what we do. We represent for the Goyim, we represent for the world, right? We represent, they're always looking at us. You think, right? You think we're the, we, we have like, uh, you think we're like, like Islam, we're in competition with Islam and Christianity in, in the amount of numbers, right? Islam, I don't know how many billion, I remember back in the day it wasn't billion, Christianity was more, probably Islam might be more, I don't know how many billions, one point, and how much is Christianity? Also, what? Really? Okay, so they, they surpassed. Islam surpassed. It used to be Christianity was more back in my day when I was growing up, but they're, they're beating. Islam is, is taking over. And the Jews, how many? What's our, our percentage? Exactly. 0. 0.0 nothing. Right, 14 million. And everyone, and every, every newspaper article, uh, front page of everything, or articles, the Jews, Israel, Palestine, Exactly. So we're center stage. We always were. We always will be. That's why someone like Yassi, who is center stage, is a great um, poster to be a Jew because he brings, he smells good, as I say, not just physically smells good. He smells good as a, as a person. And thank you, Mr. Lichtenstadter, for raising such a wonderful child. Thank you. And welcome. Okay, with that in mind, let's learn how to be smelling good Jews and smelling good people and people who work on ourselves because this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to be. If you don't work on yourself, this is not a curse. If you don't work on yourself, you will smell bad. If you don't work on yourself, you will not be, have a good fragrance for other people. You will get angry. You will have not patience. You're going to yell at your wife. You're, not, you're, you're going to create little children who are just like you. 
right? If a grouch marries a grouch and you're both a grouch and you're both this, then you're, you're going to, uh, you'll get, very good, Ribsy saying you're going to get Oscar the grouch, right? What happens is we create and we live in a world that that's what happens. That's really what happens. If we don't work on ourselves, even when you have people who do work on themselves, as the Imre says, the Imre said, and this he probably said in the 30s or the 40s, he says, nowadays the apple could fall far from the tree because the winds are so strong. So for sure, we have to work on ourselves if we want to have a beautiful family, you want to have a healthy family, in emotionally, in spiritually, in, in intellectually, in a relationship, and it takes hard work, it takes time. It takes a person being focused on why am I here on this world? What is this world about? What is my purpose? Why did Hashem put me here? Why am I here? Am I here just to, just to make money? Am I here just to, just to pass the time? Or I'm here to work on myself, to make myself a better person. And one of the hardest things for a person to do, one of the hardest things, to work out, everybody works out. It's much harder to work in side than it is to work out. And it's hard to work out. It's much harder for a person to work in self, to understand himself, to be honest with himself. You need to have the proper friends who can challenge you. It's great to have friends who challenge you to be better. If you have friends, if you're hanging out, right, everyone here now is at the stage. It's not like the first year where there are first year guys here who are here for a few weeks where we have to be careful and let everybody chill and let everybody be happy and let everybody this. It comes to a point where it's almost, the year is almost over. It's almost Pesach. You go home. We have a few, I don't know even how many more days we have left in the calendar till Pesach. Not too many because everyone leaves after Purim. And then you come back for a few months after Pesach. Then you have a few months in the summer. So basically your year is over. So if you're hanging around people, if the friends that you're hanging around with are not challenging you to be greater, run for the hills. I know that's hard to hear because people have attachment issues and they need to feel close with other people and they need to feel um, soothed by other people that I'm popular and I'm okay and everyone loves me, but it's light outside, but it's dark in here. It's very light that everyone's kumbaya and I, I'm friendly with everybody and we're all a crew, but I'm in pain and the guy next to me is in pain, the guy to the left of me is pain and everyone is suffering inside because we all need each other because we never got the love that we needed to get whenever we needed to get it. So instead of me stepping aside and being alone and feeling that loneliness and difficulty and then working from within, what happens is we attach ourselves to people who might be terrible for us and we sort of are willing to suffer in silence as long as someone is soothing my ego, soothing my whatever they're soothing. And at the end of the day, it only lasts as long as I'm with them because the second that I'm not with them and the second that I'm away from the chevra, from the group, I am a wreck myself. So it's very important for a person to, to detach himself, and it's very hard. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. Uh, yeah. Give a shout out to Rabbi's mother. Yes. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. 
Thank you. You know, the, the, thank you, Rabbi Tzvi. The, the, maybe we'll have to continue this uh, next year um, because this is a very big one. This is a, this is a big one for all of us. Um, I don't know about this so much. You could speak to Dr. Yehuda Mattel or uh, Reb Simcha Raba, um, and it's people who are more bucky in the, the attachment versus authenticity, obedience versus competence. But I'll just give the basic, I'll just give the basic understanding is that people always feel they need to be part of this. That's where obedience and attachment, that's how I'm saying it. I'm saying my own tire on this, is that obedience and and uh, uh, attachment and obedience means I don't exist. I don't really exist. And the only way I exist is within the group. The only way I exist is within the group. And then there's competence and authenticity. Competence and authenticity is I'm able to stand alone and I work on myself alone, right? Someone like Donnie, Donnie Feldstein is a person, is a person who, who, who has, who in my, who in my opinion, has, has both very good. He's part of the crew, but he stands alone. He stands alone. He, he's part of the crew, which is the attachment, which is the obedience. But at the end of the day, he does what he's got to do, and he's able to stand strong alone. Is that accurate? Is that accurate? Right? That's amazing. That's hard. Yeah, that's hard. That's very hard to do. And all of us, all of us have that challenge. All of us have that challenge. You first want to identify, we'll end off with this. I'd like to hear a few comments. We can go another minute or two. Um, I want to hear a few comments maybe from Reb Simcharaba, uh, Yehuda, maybe Reb Tzvi will say something, is that to understand your first step in understanding, and again, my definition of attachment and authenticity is not from the psychological, this is my own um, understanding, obedience, comment is my own uh, way of, of, of uh, sharing it. I just want to say the first step is you have to identify who you are. Am I somebody who has no self without everybody else? Or am I someone who's detached from everybody else and I'm totally alone? And I'm not able to attach and connect with other people. Some people are very easy to attach to other people. Some people have difficulty and they stand alone. The first step is to identify what is your natural disposition. Are you someone who needs to attach yourself to everybody and you have a lack of self? Or are you someone who has a self and you have difficulty attaching? Now, obviously, we all have a little bit of everything. You're not perfect. You're not perfect. We're all imperfectly, we're all perfectly imperfect. The question is, how imperfect are you? Hopefully, as you get older and older, you get less imperfect, right? Rabbi Alexander is less imperfect than most of us over here because he's worked on himself for long enough so he's less imperfect. You don't want to be Rabbi, yeah, right, you don't want to be, you don't want to end up being Rabbi Alexander's age, you're Rabbi Alexander's age sitting in Mesilus Yisharim. That's what you want to be doing when you're his age. You don't want to be playing, you know, Angry Birds 2.0 or 3.0, I don't know what they'll call it then, right? Sitting around being, and you've seen those, those older people who will be on, you know, playing video games or on their computer or doing, you know, whatever they're doing at 50, 60, 70 years old. Yes, Shmuley. And then we'll wrap up. Yeah. Thank you. Some people need to be in like clicks just to feel safe. Right. What about, what about people that can't even be in those clicks? They don't feel safe. 
don't have any safety work. So, so that would be somebody who has is lacking in both is, 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 is trouble. If a person doesn't feel that he has a, his own identity and he has trouble with other people, then he's got to work on both more. That's hard. Yeah, correct. Nice. Yes, Yehuda. Yeah. Yeah. I've had good friends, but I had bad friends. Yes. The, the, the ones which are bad, I was necessarily wasn't even close to them. I became friends with them because they were doing something cool, or they were cool people, and I wanted to be a cool person. So connecting to them made me feel cool. Exactly. Exactly. But I think that's like right, but that's a no. But Yehuda, I don't know if everyone knows Yehuda Shifemauer. Yehuda Shifemauer, welcome. It's awesome to have you here. Talk about a man. Talk about a man who works on himself, who's been working on himself since the day I met you. But that's exactly the point. The only reason we attach to those friends is to give us an identity. But when I don't have those friends, I have no identity. I have no identity. The only reason we attach to those people is because I'm afraid, I'm afraid of who I am. Or that's by, the only reason. Or by us. Correct. Meaning that gives you my identity. These are, this is my crew. They could be doing the stupidest stuff. They could be bad for me. But oh, otherwise I can't stand alone. A person, but when a person really develops himself and works on himself, then he's willing. And I've seen this. It's one of the hardest things. And Masil Sharm says it as well. One of the hardest things to do is in the face of your friends and the face of what's popular, to go ahead and to say, I'm sorry. This is not something that I am willing to do. You don't have to say it. You have to feel it within yourself, and you, when you can begin to do that, and forget about it, then you know how many people are going to want to attach themselves to you. That's what happens. When you start living like that, then you become the attach, the, the, the one who everyone wants to attach to, not who you're running to. Hashem will help us all. We should all be zocha to not be haunted by our past, and to realize that there's nothing we can do about our past Five minutes ago is further away than a million years from this moment. You guys hear that? Five minutes ago is further. Moshe, you hear this? Think about this. Five minutes ago is further away than a million years from now. You'll get to a million years from now quicker than you'll get to five minutes ago because it's not here anymore. It's done. It's dead. And your future, the best thing you can do for your future is have an amazing today. So either way you slice it, it's all about having the best day, or as Rabsim Simcha says, to create an amazing day, have a, an amazing first day of the rest of your life.